Vice President Lai Ching-te on Tuesday received a delegation from the Hudson Institute at the presidential office. It's the first U.S. think tank delegation to visit Lai since the presidential election on January 13th. The visit is seen as a show of support for Taiwan's freedom and democracy by U.S. scholars as well as a symbol of close Taiwan-U.S. ties. Let's hear from Lai. Taiwan will continue with its calm response and strive to maintain the status quo of peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. Taiwan will also continue defending democracy and peace and cooperating with like-minded countries such as the U.S. to be a force for good in the world. Lai also stressed that Taiwan would continue to strengthen its asymmetric combat capabilities, carry out reforms in the military, and work with the international community to promote peace and prosperity in the Indo-Pacific region. At the meeting, Hudson Institute Chair Sarah Stern congratulated Lai on his electoral win, adding that Lai had been a key figure of the Tsai administration. The past eight years, she said, had proven Lai's and Tsai's merits in diplomatic affairs. Cross-strait tensions are doing little to dampen the confidence American investors have in Taiwan. That's according to American Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan's 2024 Business Climate Survey. According to the report, 92% of Amtran Taiwan members will be investing as much or even more in Taiwan in the year 2024. The American Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan has released its 2024 Business Climate Survey, which showed American investors are confident in Taiwan's economic outlook. The survey found that 92% of AmCham Taiwan members will be investing as much or even more in Taiwan in the year 2024. 81% report confidence in the future prospects of the economy in Taiwan. And if we look out over the next three years, confidence among our members is at a five-year high. The U.S. is Taiwan's second largest trading partner. AmCham has called on the governments of Taiwan and the U.S. to finalize a second agreement for the U.S.-Taiwan 21st Century Trade Initiative. There is a need to continue and deepen bilateral agreements with the United States. Taiwan has just completed its election cycle in January. The United States is moving it into the peak. There is a sense that urgency is needed now. Geopolitics caused 35% of the group's members to adjust their operational plans. These members will be keeping an eye on cross-strait relations. Yet, 59% of companies believe that in 2023, rising tensions in the Taiwan Strait weren't much of an influence. These investors believe that the power struggle between China and the U.S. is actually bringing opportunities to the Taiwanese market. Fewer people mentioned geopolitical uncertainty compared with last year, as was shown on January 13th, is a leading, robust democracy where rule of law is something that can be counted on, a very important factor for their positive feeling about Taiwan. Highest uh, U.S.-Taiwan uh, relations in the last 45 years, but this is a golden opportunity for Taiwan to really capture the moment. Despite recognizing Taiwan for its stable society, AmCham Taiwan believes that the island country needs to improve its talent cultivation and green energy technology, in addition to addressing issues connected to its security and aging population. In short, more business opportunities will be created if both sides seize a moment when Taiwan-U.S. relations are at an all-time high. Leading integrated circuit designer MediaTek on Tuesday broke ground on a new office building in Xinzhou County. The company is building a new smart office outside the Xinzhou high-speed rail where 3,000 employees will work in the future. Completion is slated for 2027. 
Leading IC designer MediaTek on Tuesday held a groundbreaking ceremony for its new office building outside the Shinju high-speed rail station. The event was attended by Vice Premier Zheng Wenchan and Economics Minister Wang Meihua, among other officials. Of the top 10 IC designers in the world, three are from Taiwan and MediaTek is among them. MediaTek's expansion of its investment in Taiwan is very significant. We have legislation for industrial innovation, plans for investment deductions, and the Taiwan Chip-Based Industrial Innovation Program. We set aside a budget of 12 billion NT for the plan this year, and we will continue this investment in the future. The executive yuan has earmarked funds to help Taiwan's IC industry grow and says the investments will continue in the future. MediaTek is pouring 9 billion NT into its smart green building, where 3,000 employees will work in the future. A key feature of the architecture is a sky bridge that will join the building complex to the high-speed rail station. It's expected to become a landmark in Zhubei and its lower floors will be open to the public. AI phones will absolutely be an important trend, and this year we're expecting a wave of people replacing their electronics. The Dimensity 9300 has already been very successful this year. Our colleagues have done a really great job, and our clients are extremely satisfied. So we're very confident about our performance this year and the next. MediaTek is optimistic about the business opportunities brought about by the rise of AI, saying it will continue investing in Taiwan. The UK's Time Out magazine has released its annual list of the best cities in the world, and Taipei is in it. Ranking in at number 46, the capital edged out other Asian cities such as Osaka and Hong Kong. The magazine highlights the city's public transport system as one of its best features, as well as its city's affordability for visitors. Let's hear from a tourism expert. The MRT has really shaped Taiwan's culture regarding public transport. In Taipei alone, if we measure a radius of 500 meters from each MRT stop, the network pretty much covers all of the main urban areas in the city. My image is everything is food for the culture, Taiwan culture, from the, the people, and food. Very good. LGBT in um, man, woman can mix. It's good. The magazine refers to Taipei as the liberal heart of Taiwan, a city dotted with modern skyscrapers, colorful temples, and traditional architecture. It says the city has a lot to offer for visitors, including a wide variety of cuisines, great nightlife, and plenty of natural beauty to see. Taiwan is renowned in the world as the Island of Orchids for its exquisite and diverse specimens of the beautiful flower. This year, two major orchid events are coming to Taiwan, to the historical city of Tainan. The Taiwan International Orchid Show and the World Orchid Conference will kick off in February with more than 1,200 orchid varieties from Taiwan on show. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the details. Taiwan is known as the Island of Orchids. This year marks the 400th anniversary of the founding of Tainan, which is where the Taiwan International Orchid Show will be held. The historical city will also host World Orchid Conference in Taiwan for the first time. Over 1,200 species of orchids will be on display. There's been development over recent decades, but initially orchids were collected from different regions and imported into Taiwan. Today, there are nearly 4,000 to 5,000 varieties in Taiwan. 
Taiwan plays two very important roles. The first is species research and development. The second one is the Sealing Research and Supply Center. This year, we've expanded our relationships with many international groups, and for this year, we'll donate Taiwanese varieties to England's Kew Gardens and Gardens in Singapore. We hope to spread the varieties developed in Taiwan to the world. Taiwanese cross-disciplinary artist Chen Pu will be exhibiting works at the show. He's combined remote smart technology and 3D printing technology to create an installation that reinvents traditional impressions about orchids. Since last year, I've collaborated with the Taiwan Orchids Growers Association to create installation art. It's a representative creature called an orchid sore. By combining installation art with 3D printing and digital art, we've helped create a new image for orchids. Botanical stylist Yudi Huang was invited to record videos and give tips on how to grow orchids and how to use them to decorate your home. For example, this flower's shape has changed. When you arrange it and put it up, the arrangement will be more beautiful than flowers that are cut. I've been studying which plants are suitable to be kept at home. Orchids are the only species that can be kept at home for a long time in bloom. Many people have the impression that orchids are very old-fashioned and only purple. So we've created some short videos with the Taiwan Orchids Growers Association to help people learn more about the different varieties. The World Orchid Conference in the Taiwan International Orchid Show will be held in Tainan from February 24th till March 10th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Hu Chong-en in Taipei. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg is on an official visit to the U.S., which included a meeting with U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin on Monday. During the meet, Stoltenberg brought up China's harassment of Taiwan, calling for more investment in security. Let's hear from him. China, uh, Beijing is not an adversary, but China is conducting a major military build-up, increasingly aligning with Russia and bullying its neighbors, not least uh, Taiwan. And all of this impacts our security. So when we face a more dangerous world, we need to invest more in uh, security. The NATO official's visit aims to secure a continued U.S. support for Ukraine. At the meeting with the U.S., Defense Secretary Stoltenberg further said that a Russian victory could embolden Beijing and other authoritarian forces. The words signal that NATO is keeping a close eye on any developments in Ukraine and the Taiwan Strait. Han Guo-yiru is vying for the legislative speaker role and video evidence shows he's willing to hug former political opponent Huang Guochang not once, but twice to secure his nomination. In his new power party days, Huang once accused Han of political corruption, but times have changed and a new political alliance may be on the horizon. Posing for a photo at the TPP Legislative Caucus, Han Guoyu initiated a hug with his former political enemy, Huang Guochang. <laughs> Later, downstairs in front of the cameras, Huang was once again on the receiving end of a Han hug. DPP Legislative Caucus Whip Ke Zhenming had the following to say about the strange sight. Seeing those two hugging like that is really something for the books. The DPP's Chai Chi Chang says the only person he'll hug is his wife. It shows his political savvy. One counselor says the hugs are damaging to Han Guoyu's image. 
Bringing Han Guoyu in for a hug like that, Han Guoyu will lose half of his fans. So many Han fans see Han Guoyu as this manly man who never wavers, who doesn't give in. But now he's willing to hug for a high-level position. Is that what I'm seeing? That's Han Guochang. Huang Guochang is changing left and right. I imagine if you went back a few years ago and showed him this video, he wouldn't be able to believe it. He'd definitely say that's a deep fake. The video has been digitally manipulated. He'd surely say it's ridiculous, simply inconceivable. In the past, one man was the plaintiff and the other the defendant in the same court case. Huang had accused Han and the family of his wife of being involved in an illegal gravel excavation business. Back then, he even held a presser on the matter at the New Power Party's Legislative Caucus. <laughs> Fast forward to today, Huang and Han are sharing hugs. On their way to the TPP office on the third floor, they walked past the New Power Party's office, where Huang had previously called on Han to stop lying. Their apparent close friendship has not gone down well with critics online. The Taiwan Railway Union has called off labor action it had planned for the Lunar New Year break. The union had previously said members could take collective leave over the holidays to protest against some aspects of the corporatization of the Taiwan Railway. The union says it has decided to call off action after the operator showed interest in addressing concerns. The Lunar New Year break is soon coming up. On Sunday, the Taoyuan Union of Pilots called off a strike it had planned for the holidays. Now, the Taiwan Railway Union has also called off labor action it had planned for the Spring Festival. Since management is willing to work in order to move forward on some of the appeals, in light of the current situation, the supervisory board decided at a meeting last week to suspend labor action for now. Late last year, the Taiwan Railway Union raised a protest against the TRA's corporatization into Taiwan Railway, which had resulted in a big allowance gap between train drivers and general employees. The union had launched a petition urging employees to take collective leave during the Spring Festival to disrupt services. But now, one month later, the matter has been resolved. The union says that Taiwan Railway has shown interest in addressing issues, adding that it wants to avoid damaging people's trust in domestic transport. Last Friday, we discussed the matter with TR Chair Du Wei. There won't be any transport problems over the Spring Festival. Labor action has been averted for the Taiwan High-Speed Rail, EVA Air, and now Taiwan Railway, alleviating potential transport woes during the Lunar New Year. But that doesn't mean unions won't take action in future holidays such as the 228 Peace Memorial Day or the Tomb Sweeping Festival. The Taiwan Railway Union says it is not ruling out any options. Back in 2019, it was the ticket collectors who proposed labor action. After the case was brought to the transport ministry, the ministry blocked it. Then we'll have to see whether the transport ministry and the Taiwan Railway Corporation will deliver on their promises. If the problems aren't solved, there's always the option of employees taking collective leave. After the union made the announcement calling off labor action, Taiwan Railway added 16 extra train services to its holiday schedule, in addition to the 243 services it had previously added. This year, daily ridership over the Lunar New Year is expected to be 6.5% higher than an average weekday. Whether future labor action will be called depends on how negotiations go between the union and management. 
As Lunar New Year approaches, the Taiwanese public is busy stocking up on New Year foodstuffs. Many traditional foods are as popular as ever at this time of year. From dumplings shaped like ingots to hot pots and pork floss, it's time for the traditional menu to shine. Many traditional food stores are working flat out to handle the busiest time of the year. Dumplings are filled up. In 20 minutes, a whole pan of 80 are lined up. The boss is working flat out, but it's the same every Lunar New Year. Each customer wants to take hundreds of dumplings away, and they can't keep up with demand. The Lunar New Year holiday is longer this year, so the average customer wants twice as many dumplings. We're all working longer hours. The little ingot-shaped dumplings represent wishes for attracting wealth. Many people still follow tradition by eating these lucky dumplings for a family gathering at New Year. This store has stocked up two or three times more than normal in an effort to meet the huge New Year demand. These imported hot pot ingredients have also been stocked up. For the week leading up to New Year, the best sellers are fried ingredients and marlin fish bowls for ritual offerings. They've stocked up an extra 30% of fish paste here, but it might not be enough. Now it's cold and the main thing is hot pot ingredients and ritual offerings. They come and buy them in advance. Everyone gathers with family at New Year, so they buy two or three times as much as before. We're stocking up on New Year's food now, but gathering together feels more important than what we eat. I'm buying one and a half caddies of pork floss because I need to take it home south. The pork floss they make here keeps for much longer, and they smoke it so it's very dry and aromatic. I buy four or five bags a year at least. Customers here are filling their cupboards with dried pork jerky and pork floss to give away as gifts. Sales at this pork product store are more than doubled. They don't want to run out of stock, but neither would they want to turn a single customer away. The first private hospital in Zhudong Township has reopened to the public as a coffee shop and event space. The site of Changchun Hospital has also been designated a country-level historic site. The building, which dates back to the 1930s, has gone through many changes since it was first used as a medical center. Now back in the hands of the Song family, who founded the original hospital, the building has a new lease of life. A fourth-generation member of the Song family plays the guitar here in the historic Changchun Hospital. The building, which is so steeped in local history, now plays host to arts events. It's Art Deco, a trendy style in the 30s. It was one of the most popular styles globally. The outer walls boast a pebble dash facade, geometric patterns and floral carvings. Inside, the decorations are made of wood, plaster and glazed tiles. We can see these beautiful floors, which are a patchwork of terrazzo and various different ceramics. Changchun Hospital in Zhudong Township was built in 1930 in Art Deco style, a popular trend in Europe and the Americas back then. It was the first three-story building in the local region. Its founders were the brothers Song Yin Yi and Song Yin Xiang. The building later changed hands many times before returning to the Song family in 2018. In December 2023, it was designated a historic site for Xinju County. 
It went through various upheavals, but that's in the past now. We had this opportunity to buy it back and to go through the process of getting it designated a historic site. So we all hope it can be preserved in perpetuity. The old hospital has now been converted into a cafe. It will be used to hold charity medical clinics as well as to host arts events. Our goal is to revitalize the building so we will create a space for arts and cultural events, free medical clinics and charity events. What am I going? My grandfather had gastric bleeding as a child. If it weren't for him being sent to this hospital, I might not be here today. The hospital was the site of many life-saving procedures almost 100 years ago. Now, it's a site for arts and leisure and a place to connect with local history. Taiwan's cherry blossom season begins in late January and ends in April. In fact, cherry blossoms have already started blooming in several places in Taipei. So, where are the best spots to view the blossoms in Taipei? FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us there. Cherry blossoms have begun to bloom on Yamingshan. Tourists gather at the flower clock to take beautiful photos. There are more flowers than I expected. A week before I came, I saw someone else had already posted about it. There are even more flowers now. It's very cold, colder than Taiping Mountain. Hot spots for cherry blossom viewing include Densui's Wuji Tianyuan Temple. The new Taipei city government will illuminate the cherry blossoms every evening from February 5th to 18th from 4.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Another popular place for night cherry blossom gazing is Neihu's Lehuo Park. Other locations on Yamingshan include Pingjing Street and the Floriculture Experiment Center. Trees will look taller if you take pictures from a lower angle. Try to take pictures of the entire scenic spot. There's water and mountains, pink and green. It's beautiful. 2024 Yamingshan Flower Festival will be held from February 7th till March 17th. After that, the Kalalili season will begin. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Zin Chen Luo in Taipei.